Hey everyone, this is Saksham Endirata, founder of Lights Out Studio and partner at Lights Out Venture. Well, I've been onto something incredibly exciting for the past few months. I have met some of the most celebrated entrepreneurs in the country. This actually started with me identifying a gap in the Indian startup ecosystem. You see, even though startups dominated the past decade in our country, we still kept looking back at what Silicon Valley breeds in its culture. I thought it was time to change this. So here I am with an all new limited edition series where I talk to founders of some of the fastest growing startups in the country. And we ditch the traditional podcasting format that you've known. So sit back, sip that drink as I bring to you in the house. You would have heard of this brand no matter where you are in India. If you're an affluent shopper, this one has definitely crossed your feed at some point of time in life. Neiman's has been such an incredibly amazing brand. They've scaled so fast. What is the story behind Neiman's and Chhabra Brothers and the energy that they bring onto the table? Have you ever seen a Neiman's ad? It's so cool, breezy and comfortable to watch. Not just that, their shoes are amazing too. This episode has got every construct of building a direct-to-consumer brand. Neiman's is such a loved brand by everyone. What does it take to really scale or be the founder of Neiman's shoes? In the house with Taran Chabra, co-founder of Neiman's. This one's epic. I want to just understand, like today, if there was one thing you look back at, right, and you feel really happy about, while of course the decision to start Neiman's would yeah. would possibly be yeah. paramount, but if there's one thing you're really happy about, what does that look like? It's about uh, when I see people wearing Neiman's, right? Mm. When I see people talking about how a product is fit in their lives. Right? Yeah. Uh, very simple example is I was meeting a, a bunch of friends last weekend, mm. and uh, one of my friends' dad. Uh, went to Jaipur for yeah. about a week yeah. and he's very paranoid about the shoes that he wears. Yeah. Right? Uh, we told him that we'll deliver to his place. He yeah. didn't order online. Yeah. He went to a warehouse, hmm. he picked up a bunch of shoes huh. and when I met him, he kept going gaga. Hmm. Right? In fact, he started fighting with his kids saying, you're not going to touch my shoe. Yeah. You're not going to wear my shoe. Yeah. Right? This is fabulous. Right? Yeah. And, and when you hear that. Because it's an action. It's like. It is. Right? Yeah. And, and he said that you made walking easier for me. Hmm. Right? I so look forward to wearing a shoe now with Neiman's, yeah. right? So that's something when you hear, I think it's it's very satisfying, right? I, I think it's also got to do with the fact that this business has, or the brand has a physical aspect to it, right? Absolutely. And people can touch, feel, experience yeah, yeah. and give you feedback, right? Absolutely. Right there, like, yeah. what do I think about it, right? They don't need to, uh, you, need, you don't need user onboarding and so on and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Is there an angle on technology, right, beyond the the sourcing that you do from outside India, is there an angle on technology that fits well with, with a brand like Neiman's? It's a lot to do with, uh, you know, predicting demand. Right? Mm. It's a lot to do with reducing the inventory churn, mm. right? It's a lot to do with predictive analytics on trying to figure out which color is going to do well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Which color is going to do well for which demographic, yeah. right? Yeah. And we have an exact data stat wherein we know 
black color is going to sell out in this yeah. in this size in yeah. certain duration right yeah. and we have a very strong data analytics practice and i come from that background right so yeah. we thrive on looking at trends yeah. of consumer behavior yeah right looking at trends around certain seasons yeah and then seeing okay this product is going to do well this is the demand yeah. right and then we predict basis that yeah so i think our uh, product development journey yeah. right our lean inventory yeah. has kind of been a learning from our our data background yeah is uh, yeah you're right actually you know because see your i don't think uh, you come from a school of thought where you want multiple product lines within your brand sure right you want to champion what's out there Absolutely. and then just try and test is that is that something that you've governed by design or is that something that's experientially just happened that was by philosophy Fair. right that was by thought process right from day one yeah when we looked at creating memes we said you know there's too much out there right yeah now imagine you walk into a store yeah. right the experience is completely broken you see a wall yeah which has close to 150 to 200 pairs yeah it's impossible for our eyes to make out which color is better yeah which design is better and they are placed symmetrically yeah right so you can't yeah. so you rely on the sales guy to tell yeah. you yeah, absolutely. which is better yeah right so we yeah. said this can't work online yeah right you got to create less hmm and create the best M- choices i feel are more confusing absolutely right yeah. the more you confuse the more time the consumer is going to take yeah right so you give them less options you give them the best yeah and you know reduce the apprehension reduce the clutter yeah right uh, yeah. and that's that's the mindset right when we started say back in december 2018 yeah. we started with just three colors right yeah. the blacks the grays and the blues yeah it worked uh, and consumers started liking it repeat started coming in then we launched eight colors in the same product yeah again a very thoughtful decision of yeah. not going white too soon yeah. and going deeper so there was testing so back me up a little there was testing on two colors you said three colors three colors and uh, it was largely for whether the product fits or no it was not in the product huh. right it's about the feedback on the product so we had already done a beta launch yeah in october yeah that was about 500 odd pairs that yeah. we had given out to larger community yeah. folks that had <coughs> new right some established entrepreneurs mm. right and we had tested and the feedback was great for two months that was not a lot of marketing right a bunch of linkedin connects and messages right reach outs and telling people to just try the product right yeah. no, just give us feedback yeah and post two and a half months we said okay the response is good hmm now let's launch you know let's get this out in the market yeah and so we launched in multiple sizes yeah it was predominantly for men now the design is unisex yeah but we just started with men as a as a hmm. focus area hmm. right and we just started with three colors because these three colors are the ones that you'd wear in a ton of occasions yeah. right you'd prefer yeah. a black yeah. you can't go wrong with a blue yeah. you can't go wrong with a gray yeah. right yeah. so no i have a i have a black and a white and it just fits in with everything i mean absolutely right it's it's wired you you don't want fancy designs on this right like you're wearing it for comfort and you are uh you're wearing it to fit your lifestyle absolutely right uh, so yeah i agree is is do you feel daunted by uh communities in footwear whether it is uh, you know sneakers or whether it is formals or any like there people wear 
shoes so that they make them stand out right that's the inherent mindset uh are you daunted by that or do you embrace that in some way i don't think we're daunted by that right i think we feel uh, you know stand out means different to different people fair yeah right and what we've done is we have colors which stand out yeah we have the reds we have yeah. the purples we have the pinks we have the whites yeah so this right? suit your personality yeah absolutely right yeah. and and all these colors are all loved by yeah. by our community yeah right so for us style and standing out means different yeah and for today's consumer also it's different right yeah you reduce the number of colors right yeah. you make it predominantly minimal and then it fits into so many outfits right and then the decision making is is super quick and for us that's worked right because back in the day when i used to buy a running shoe in the us right or a casual shoe i felt this is way too loud i used to run from my place to the train station right and i used to take a 2 hour train ride to get to my work and then wear a formal shoe because the casual shoe that is sold today yeah it's just so difficult that it doesn't fit your work style it doesn't look good in in a in a semi casual attire right it has way too many colors right so we felt the design connect isn't there with the today's consumer so hence we made minimal we went with monochromatic and we said this is fabulous right very apple absolutely do people end up comparing neemans with with allbirds or was that even an inspiration or and how do you deal with that so i don't think we've gotten that a lot right allbirds operates in a very different ecosystem and neeman started with a philosophy of creating the most comfortable footwear right and when we started diving deeper into what defines comfort right then we said it's you know the soles are great but the materials that are chosen predominantly define how well the shoe is going to fit you and we said if these materials can be made with natural fibers right look at the environmental impact that we will have right if we keep consuming materials like we're doing in the next 20 years there's not going to be anything left so we said let's become a meaningful brand let's become a purpose driven brand and we were the first in india to do so right we've the first ones who've started on this journey to create comfortable and sustainable footwear right and allbirds was operating in a very different market right we said how could we create a a footwear that's durable comfortable for the indian footwear market right india as a country is very diverse in its languages and its food and also its weather and the number of shoes that we buy in india today is way lesser than a us so the product has to be that much more better for people to appreciate what it. what is the statistic people buy shoes more in india than in the us no people buy more in the us in the right? us now this term is called per capita hmm. what this means is how many pairs does a person own in a year interesting and us when we started was about 3.8 and india was lingering around 1.6 so look at the what, opportunity what what demo is this is this a it's across the board it's across right? the board this is i'm not just taking a look at the more evolved market yeah this is the entire market okay. right this is mass economy premium yeah. premium right super premium <coughs> and today with a recent study that's come out the number of pairs after the covid scenario in the us has become 7 7.5 and this is in, this is counterintuitive right people are not going out people are not going out but they want to own a pair correct why is that so it's 
what's gone on is see our uh, shopping behavior has changed right because brands i'll fall in the same category i'm just trying to dissect what's the what's the intent behind it because i've been holding shoes oh i did not realize i've been holding shoes and i don't know why actually so let's look at this way right from a consumer mindset now today a bunch of brands are focused on fast fashion they want to sell more and when they say they want to sell more they've categorized shoes by activity they're saying okay you're going to work buy this formal shoe you're going for an evening lounging you got to buy a loafer right now you're going out for a run now this requires a completely different shoe then walking today is again categorized into a different shoe then sport athletic right and then this pure play party so imagine the shoving down of number of pairs that a, that a brand wants you to buy from and us being a more evolved market is able to keep up with this right we in india we still growing right the urbanization is is kicking up yeah. right and people are trying to appreciate okay this is a product that's going to hold well for me and slowly and steadily they're trying to adopt more is the and this is also because you've seen the dtc market evolve right alongside uh, neemans as a brand uh, do you think the category ca- the categorization or the subcategorization across different sectors uh, has been uh, has been palpable in a way is it happening people are using or recognizing brands for different needs different parts of the different times of the day different routines is that setting in more than it used to before it is right uh, now let's look at uh, the brand space in india mm. right there's a several evolved western brands right yeah. let's take the nike's of the world right the adidas of the world right they're predominantly a functional driven brand right when you think about a nike shoe or an adidas shoe you're going to relate about an activity you're not going to look at buying a casual shoe from a nike and adidas right it's just how the brand has been built over the years right you you imagine an athlete you'll imagine them wearing an under armor a nike or an adidas right and puma on the other hand has evolved very well in a lifestyle play it's saying it has lifestyle footwear it also has sports it has running right it has basketball so it has a categorization of footwear so just that how brands have evolved and build their identity is how consumers look at them but consumers are today definitely more evolved they're saying you know this is my core need they know whether they're flat foot right they know their foot density right they know what's going to fit well they know the shoe sizes accurately they walk into a store saying you know this is my requirement so i think india is more evolved today hence you see 25% of western brands you know capturing india's ecosystem this was not the case a decade ago sketchers has come into the play last 7 years 8 years clocking 600 yeah. plus crores that's a fabulous number yeah that's true that's true and 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 do you compete head on with them i think today we compete <coughs> with a bunch of players right mm. uh, because when a consumer is buying he's going to compare you with a a plethora of options he's going to compare you with the indian brand space then because we talk about comfort so much he's going to relate us to sketchers he's going to imagine crocs he's going to look at birkenstock right so today the value addition has got to be that much more to stand out in a consumer's lifestyle yeah. right so i think yeah com- i think we compete with everybody out there is uh, 
and i want to specifically get into this because uh the past 3 and a half years since neeman started they've been uh, they've been like a wild roller coaster ride in somewhere right for you and we we've seen that across um when you get into work every single day what is the mindset what's that mindset like of uh sitting and running a high growth brand like what is it that that you uh feel about and how do you how do you express that see i think we are very very passionate folks right and and the passion runs right from the founder level to perhaps the person who even delivers our shoe right and uh, the passion is to really make a difference in people's lives right and that is by creating the best possible footwear and we are obsessed to the core every product that's made today goes through a research development cycle for a year and a half right i have products which have been worked on for a year now and we have dropped because it didn't pass a consumer test so every day there is that hustle right yeah. every day there is that uh innovates fear right saying what if a consumer doesn't like it right what if we've created a fabulous first product which is merino wool then we went on to yeah. slippers now recycled you know the relive knit collection and every product has outdone itself and the fear that we have is will our existing customers say this product is not good enough so it's not us, standing up to the expectations correct it's because yeah, the that's bar a big is so one high, yeah. right the bar is so high wherein they say you know even the best entrepreneurs in india right have gone out and said neemans is the most comfortable footwear i've ever yeah, worn yeah i saw that i saw it on right? twitter <laughs> right so that's that's happened a lot how did that make you feel it was it was fabulous and that's organic right? oh that's all organic yeah. right and in fact no i want to actually emphasize on the fact that it's organic cuz cuz i know the story behind it but uh, yeah what like back to how did it make you feel in fact we kept taking screenshots of it right <laughs> and uh, i know it was my wallpaper for about a week or 10 days and everybody within our team was sending it to their family to their friends saying you know mr harsh mariwala has spoken about this right and in fact he spoke about this to the et yeah and said in an et podcast he was wearing a shoes and the journalist asked okay which shoe is this right and he said this is neemans i've been wearing this for a couple of years i just and then it. he tweeted about it yeah he tweeted about it he wears them all over then et reached out to us for interview saying because he's talking about it we want to speak to you right so i think that's the that's community building to the core right but this is all, after everything was like you were established in in, in your really. customer segment no really i think uh, he's about on. it yeah very early this was about 6 8 months before right after we launched right and and uh, since then i think a bunch of so that was an inflection point the bunch of inflection points right i don't think just one uh, tweet has caught it in yeah. the the eye but i think a lot of people who reach out to to my team on a daily basis we get linkedin nudges we get messages on instagram right we get people sending images of their entire family saying we bought everything now give us more right because whoever we see in our family is wearing neemans in a bunch of different colors we can't buy more right so i think that's fabulous to hear right that they've loved it so much yeah. that they've told their friends they've told their family right they've gone out and actually spoken about this right so that that means a lot you brought up a point saying this is a physical tangible project right and today people want to talk about footwear right it's so visible out there you're not going to talk about your t-shirt much i think i think the social channels give you 
they give you a reason to amplify who you are correct and this fits well within within that segment as a mindset right and uh, and i think if you identify that that customers would be willing to be vocal about my product if they yeah. really like it yeah you you've hit it right absolutely right and then then i think word of mouth spreads way faster than than your you know ad numbers would ever will yeah i think the ad numbers are just to get visibility it right? is yeah Today for sure it is for sure. the community right yeah uh talking to one of my cousins right who stays in uh indore and she was telling me that her niece is going to this fashion institute in in bombay and now they have a curriculum in italy so about 100 people are are working from italy for about 3 months and out of 100 folks 100 students right 30 of them were wearing neemans right so that's a f- staggering number right and their professors buys every product the day it's launched right so these are the things that you love to hear this is, right? this is this is some validation that you don't even expect absolutely right i think yeah. you don't uh, expect it coming straight up right because third 30% is is a big chunk of the audience right but it's it's great to see right the the person that you want to reach out to is already speaking about it right because your community is going to take you deeper yeah. now uh, when i see you wearing a shoe i'm going to ask you okay if i've seen this product somewhere yeah this looks like a neeman yeah. shoe right uh, and this happened in a in a founder meet that was in goa one of the larger investors who's invested in boat you know came up to me and said uh, <laughs> you know is this a neeman shoe yeah and he gave up to un said correct right and and you must be the founder of neeman so i said yes and he was telling me that they did a, a survey within their team and uh, from 10 people five people said that neeman should be the company we should speak to and so this is these are fabulous uh, validations yeah. right and aman came up to me and said jab aap कोई प्रोडक्ट देख के आइडेंटिफाई कर ले फाउंडर को दैट्स दैट्स द अल्टीमेट ड्रीम राइट दैट योर प्रोडक्ट इज इज विजिबल एंड द इकोसिस्टम इज आइडेंटिफाइंग इट एंड दैट गोस बैक टू अ थीसिस दैट अ प्रोडक्ट्स लुक सो सिंपल राइट दे आर दे हैव ऑल अबाउट कंफर्ट एंड मिनिमलिज्म राइट एंड दे आर नॉट फ्लैशी राइट सो यू कैन आइडेंटिफाई योर नीमंस फ्रॉम अ डिस्टेंट राइट इट्स इट्स लाइक for lack of a better example the seek community right yeah. you'll see a turban out yeah. there you know this guy is a seek yeah. right? so it's it's got to be that if it doesn't create yeah. that vibe then i think yeah. you're not on it right yeah and uh, you you you've seen a bunch of things evolve alongside you right i want to i want to just get your perspective on what's happening in d2c today right i mean this this one brand is fair but what's the ecosystem up to and what what do you think is happening because in one place you have a plethora of investments like 2021 saw the maximum value and volume of investments ever right um the other places where last year we also had most and this is new investments right sure. uh, startups we also had the most startups being or the or the more recent companies starting to get listed yeah right so there's maturity then yeah. there are signs of that and then there are acquisitions right because while earlier you had the hulls and the pngs that would acquire a dtc yeah. brand and you to wait 8 10 years yeah. now there is a there's a zomato mensa and tata is entering the game and you know there's also a nike that's come in and a bunch of players right yeah. across dtc different sectors what do you think is happening what's the what's what is the outlook right like from a founders perspective 
I think the channel has as fabulous recognition, like you said, right? Now let's look at the space when we got in, say, about three and a half, four years ago, right? It was still early days in, in D2C, right? A bunch of players were predominantly Amazon-driven, Flipkart-driven, right? Which was also an ecosystem play among D2C. I think they opened things Correct. up. Like they opened things up. The right? habit of buying online came Absolutely. from there for us. Right. The validation was there. Yeah. Because you could trust an Amazon. Yeah. Right? You could t trust a Flipkart, you could trust a Mintra. You know your money's not going anywhere, yeah. right? You knew that uh, you know the product that you're going to get is a genuine product. So this started building trust in the consumer's mind. This reduced apprehension, right? That's when when brands like us started evolving. Brands like us started talking about why their product is better. People started noticing it. So say D2C, that again. And why do you why why do you say people started noticing again? Now, let's look at the whole 2019-2020 era, right? Or boats of the world started from 2015 to 2016, yeah. right? In fact, boat got benefited because Amazon—they're one of the earlier adopters of Amazon as a play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when when we started, Amazon had already made a mark, right? People knew that you could shop online. Correct. There was a channel that was already built. Yeah. Right. And then geo revolutionized data rates. Yeah. Right. So India there was access. Now there was habit and there's access. Correct. Yeah. And then India had most people surfing the web than any part of the world. Yeah. Around the 2018 era. Yeah. And we said we have three options, right? One is go the distributor route, mm. which has been done by the largest Indian brands today and which is going to take so long to build a brand. Or go open up your own stores. And once you open your stores, how do you drive traffic? So we said, these two are not the viable options. Let's go talk direct to the consumer. Let's put the word out on why the product is better. Let's focus on content, storytelling. Leverage the social channels. Leverage the intent that a consumer has today. So in the last three to four years, right, and in fact, COVID in a way has accelerated. 100%. It how has. we become more lazy. Yeah. And how we've started to go out lesser and look at shopping online way more. So I think the digital ecosystem has benefited the most. Hence the investments in last year, right, yeah. have accelerated and a lot of investors have noticed the scale that is possible today and the initial validation that's possible today via D2C. Both from a, and on this one, right, like both from a founder standpoint when you have an idea and you want to conceptualize it or from an investor when you when you want to capitalize on it sure right uh, do you think there's a certain FOMO that's that's there that if I don't do this now it might not it might be too late I think there is right with the amount of competition that's going to come in now it's also on the founder perspective it's also on the investor perspective it is right yeah because brands have scaled 10 20 30 X in less than 12 months right look yeah. at what mama earth has achieved yeah. right in, in a very, very short period of time, right? So fabulous execution, great leverage of data and channels. And this is all online, right? Like you, you start recognizing brands online more than you used to with offline brands now because you connect with them much easier. Correct. See now what you do is, uh, you're not going to the store enough. Yeah. All you do is every day you open up your phone. Yeah. You know, you browse Instagram, right? You look at Facebooks of the world. And when you see brands nudging you, yeah. right? you start creating that connect 
yeah. right? And then you will try the product. If you love the product, you go deeper, you try one more product. So today, the connect with a new age brand is happening far more quicker. Yeah. Now imagine the likes of metros of the world, right? Which started in 1960s. They took 20 plus years to get to 100 crore scale. You know, which is what I'm saying, no? So everything is leapfrogging. Correct. Right? Is is this a chaos or you think this is these are signs of maturity because the US market didn't involve like didn't did not evolve like this, right? It was still stable uh, and it perhaps evolved on the technology front rather than the direct to consumer front. Right? Direct to consumer kept happening in bits and pieces. And and, and you've seen that. Do you think this is this is chaotic in a way or do you think the chaos would lead to something more emerging? No, I wouldn't call it chaos, right? I think it is uh, its channel execution at its peak, right? Now, US had seen, has already seen D2C execution play, right? Now, let's look at all birds of the world, right? Let's look at Rothy's of the world, right? And Everlane, right? Uh, fabulous, fabulous execution. Great product sold predominantly online. Look at Bonobos, yeah. right? These are amazing brands that have been built in a very, very short period of time. And they've been able to execute and leverage the digital channel. And then they've been successfully been able to create their word of mouth. That has spread when they've gone offline. And that's where the leverage has truly come, right? Now, digital ecosystem is still, is not gonna give you a 500 score scale, right? Even if Mama yeah. Earth has gotten to that scale, 40 to 50% of the business is offline. Because the leverage that they have had at a brand execution play, yeah. they've taken it to stores. Yeah. Right? And that's very, very important as to brands when they use that leverage and start diversifying the channel expansion. We end up, uh, by virtue of the kind of nature of business that I'm into, I end up working with a bunch of brands in the US, right? Sure. Both at an evolved stage and at a, at an early stage. Sure. <coughs> I think they leverage so highly on social channels right? because they exist, right? Like because it exists as a need to be felt or to be shown on a social platform, right? Yep. And, and that's how yep. that's how the mindset evolves. Yep. Um, and of course, there is there is technological advantage of how the ecosystem utilizes each other, and you know uh, the deliveries are faster and better and uh, the the merchant payments are very different, and and the system the ecosystems evolved on the on the D two C front, right? Uh, what is the gap today in India, and uh, is there an accelerator needed in some way? Whether it's policy, whether it is new business opportunity idea, what is that? Is there a gap in D two C today? I think the gap is how we could reach out to larger markets, right? Or from India, from India, right? I think. Today, most of the brands that I'm seeing coming up could be sold in any part of the world, right? How could they execute their digital play by sitting in India is gonna be the next big thing, right? Because you could expand to the US, which is one of the largest markets. You could be selling in Middle East, you could be selling in Europe, right? And you don't have to be physically there. The digital channel is so much more bigger the acceptance rate is that much more higher and the payment realization is that much more quicker, right? 
Hence, there are frauds are lesser and policy Correct. frameworks are easier. Right. There are few yeah. brands that have cracked this, right? Yeah. Now look at Vadam, right? Yeah. How it's executed the international expansion yeah. play, right? That's yeah. massive. Yeah. And I think the second gap is going to be, of course, the acceptance rates, right? If if there's going to be a magical wind and I'd say reduce the amount of cash and delivery that happens in India, right? I think it's going to be a fabulous boost to all the digital brands, right? That way, people are going to start using UPI payments a lot more, credit cards, debit cards, right? And make the delivery system that much more quicker. Right, today we have fabulous deliveries. We are able to deliver in 24 hours in most of the metro cities, tier one and tier two. But in tier three, tier four, there's a massive challenge. There are products that are taking upwards of four or five days for brands like us, right? And and that's not given in a in a ecosystem where people are comparing you with Amazons and Flipkarts yeah. in the world, right? You've yeah. got to deliver in 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. And, 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 and brands are standing up to it, right? I Correct. mean, they want to, even if it's not a product that you need in 24 hours, you want to you want to be with within the consumer's reach. Correct. Right? Because that's the, that's the habit and that's the nature. Correct. When you think of starting a direct-to-consumer brand, and this could relate back to when you did, how do you know what is your product market fit? Did you know that? Did you did you get feedback on it, uh, or was that pure experiential? So I think the first thought for us was uh, a product market fit is very different based on product, right? Basis your scale, right? Basis the consumer sizing that you're going after, the target market, the target opportunity, right? So product market fit is always an evolution, right? And yeah. this is what I truly feel. But back in the days when we started... Yeah, actually, market is evolving, so your PMF will evolve. Hoga. Correct, yeah. right? Fair. And so when we started, uh, you know, truly bootstrapped, launching a premium product with a material that is never imagined in footwear, right? All of these things created a big why. But we were very confident about the product that we were building the channel that we were leveraging and the consumer that we were going after. No, but how did you arrive at here is a demographic I want to serve with this product and why? So now we went after, there were several cohorts that we picked, right? And I feel, uh, you know, when you're building a product, right? You never go after a very, very big cohort, right? You pick a smaller cohort, you know, nail it down, make them your true community and then you evolve from there. Start niche. Correct. And that's where we said, right, we picked a material that we had narrowed down after two years, right, and we said, this is a fabulous material. When people wear this, right, you just got to get them to wear. And after they wear it, right, they'll be like, wow, I've never worn something like this. And going with this philosophy, we had created several firsts, right? We launched India's first Marino wool. This was the first footwear that was sock free, right? A shoe that could be worn in summer and in winter, and plus very easy to maintain. So a lot of firsts that people didn't expect from the footwear space, but they wanted it, right? Is what we had narrowed down via creating this product. Is, your, we, is your brand positioned to, and, and this I'm asking because sure. it'll sort of relate to what you're saying. Is your brand positioned to serve the affluent market largely? Not really. I think we are going after a bigger chunk, right? And hmm. we started with Merino wool as a product because we felt 
this is going to be a fabulous material, right? And being bootstrapped, right? Uh, this material is premium, right? So it had to be launched at a certain price point. And the moment we started scaling up, we started looking at ways through which we can reduce our costs. That's where we brought it down significantly to the five grand range. And then we said, right, there's a big chunk of Gen Z's out there who buy at sub two grand. What could we do with a sustainable material yet comfortable product? We picked recycled cotton, brought it down at sub two grand. Then we said, open footwear is gonna be the next big thing because people were not stepping out of their house. And India is a very large shop in behavior of slippers and slides. Yeah. And yeah. we launched a slipper that's sub 600 rupees, made with recycled tires, fabulous durability, great sustainability, right? Anti-skid. So it had all the properties that people wanted at just the right price point. So we want to make our products affordable to a larger chunk of demographic, but we wouldn't be able to create and cater to the unorganized market or the Masi market. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're priced at a, at a 5,500, 6,000 on an average, right? That's your- Not really. So our average AOV today is sub 1,600 rupees. That's wow. how we've diversified in the last three years. Was it higher before? It was sub five grand, right? Mm. When we launched, it was sub five grand. Like you said, we've created a community. We've built a large following. And then we started giving them more products. And we started bringing more, more mainstream. Today we have sub upwards of 10 million community, right? And these guys have, these guys are buying slippers, these guys are buying slides. Now they right? now things fit into their lifestyle, there's, there's Correct, awareness. Right, and it's the leverage of using the right market sizing, the right price points, and giving them the right product, right? It takes a while to fit in? Uh, I wouldn't say it takes a while, just the industry that we are in, right? Footwear takes a while to crack. Now the industry is so diverse. There are so many players at play that to execute and create a product takes a lot of time. Hence, you have never seen innovation that has happened in India, right? For the largest part, a lot of Indian brands have brought in scale via price crushing, right? That's where a few brands are doing sub 2000 crores. I don't think that's sustainable. I think after a point you'll plateau, uh, simply because if pricing is your moat, uh, then you're not focused on retention. Then you're not focused on uh, repeat purchases, loyalties and so on, right? You're focused on acquisition. And acquisition will plateau beyond a point, like how much will price and discounts uh, sustain brand momentum? So there are two parts to India, right? There's one that predominantly shops online, and there's one that in our market buys at sub 500, 800 rupees, right? And that's where the volume was, say about four years ago. Hence, because technology was not there, offline and distributors was the only way to reach out, to build massive scale and brand building didn't come naturally to a lot of Indian brands. So they relied on crushing prices and using only price as the moat. But now we are coming in, we are saying, today's consumer is different. Today's consumer wants more value, is questioning the why behind a product, 
hence and is willing to pay that price correct yeah and that price has to be reasonable yeah right now we have products like i said the average aov is 1500 to 1800 right so today even an 18 year old can afford us right a 22 year old right we have audiences that starts right sub 18 to 65 plus we have dads that are gifting shoes to their kids we have kids that are gifting their sh- our shoes You're to fitting their dads. in those those segments Absolutely, of lifestyle right. pretty seamlessly and that's how our community <coughs> has evolved that's how we've been able to build scale and reach out to a larger demographic in india what is your outlook in on investments when you enter that room or that conversation where you know a prospective investor may be sitting here right when you when you go in that pitch uh curious to understand because it's is that is also evolving today investors are coming to founders right because there are interesting products and uh, founders also have the option to go to multiple investors because there is a certain level of fomo sure. at both levels sure. right so what is your mindset when you enter that room i think it's evolved over the period of years right now when we started neemans uh, now me coming back from a us ecosystem right uh, been away from india for a decade had seen products like greek yogurt launch in india right products like raw pressery where people were caring about an all natural juice so i was seeing this while i was in the us right saying now people are caring about better products so india is moving towards that space but when we stepped into the ecosystem we knew that if we walk into an investor room with just a product saying we feel this is going to be the next big thing we knew that was not going to happen because uh, for a large part right uh, our indian ecosystem has evolved by looking at other players right has evolved we're not change makers right we are not backing uh, folks that are first in the industry we'd rather stay away and see somebody else take that position so when we had started we knew just a demo product would not be able to get a seed money that's not the case today right so we said let's bootstrap this let's put all the savings that we have because we believe in this right and we did that and that was a gamble uh it was a calculated gamble it was a calculated right? gamble it was a calculated decision that me and my co-founder amar who is my elder brother we taken it and said we believe in this product the market is large enough now we could have gone to any market right and in fact the first five pitches that i made when i came to a startup event investors had told me go launch it in the uk go launch it in the europe you have the access you're already in the us kyu aa rahe ho yahan pe i understand i get that a lot right. i i get that a lot for a lot of brands i mean yeah correct yeah. so we said no india is the second largest market in terms of footwear right and this market has seen absolutely no innovation so there is a massive massive opportunity here to create a brand at scale and we believed in it right and we see, so we put everything that we had on the line for the first 6 months or 8 months and as the results started coming in then the investors started noticing this the sentiment would change correct and because now let's look at footwear as a thesis right or as a as a market it hasn't seen larger brands come in it's been largely been a family driven business that has evolved in 50 60 years yeah and hence because of such large distributors at play investors have found you know or thought about difficulty in execution but we've bought a channel we've said this is an actual channel expansion if you have the right product 
you could scale and build meaningful scale at a, in a very very short period of time there was a wide space i agree Correct. there was a wide space when you came in uh, i think this story would be very similar to to say someone like a boat right they identified the the yeah. gaps that there are the price point the yeah. value that a customer can drive uh, and online and uh, and 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 how is how is the sentiment changed today with with an investor like do you still have to you don't have to prove the product anymore i'm sure i mean there's validation and and numbers will speak for themselves so uh and you are an investor too right in some ways now uh what is it that you look for in an investor now at 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 this mature of maturity within a brand see i think we've been very lucky and we've handpicked the people that we've worked with right Let's look at our first seed investors, right? Anikat Capital, right? Uh, I still remember when I had that discussion with Ashwin, with Tushar, and with Ajay, right? All of these three folks, where are in, where are customers? So there was never a doubt about the product. It was about our philosophy, our execution. What happens from here? Correct, right? So we've been. Uh, very lucky because these guys knew that consumer brands don't scale instantly they need to be crafted with passion right you need to go after that community you need to go after that target audience and really nail it down and post when nikhil came on from six sense i think the thesis was pretty much similar right nikhil is considered one of the brightest consumer minds in the country and he spotted us and he said you know i really want to do this i i i feel you guys can build a massive massive indian brand that can leave the western giants behind and somebody who came with that research before speaking to us was fabulous to see that he had identified the market he had known the challenges in execution he had seen our product he had loved our product and he said i trust you guys you can do this and he's a guy together. who's who's progressively forthcoming absolutely to right what and i think building. uh an investor and a founder journey is one of those right there are going to be ups there are going to be downs there are going to be times when you'll you know you'll stagnate or you'll need that sounding board and there are times when i call up tushar i call up uh, you know nikhil saying i remember one of the products that we were launching right i called up tushar and said tushar maza nahi aa raha and i have this interesting uh test that i do for myself wherein i wear the shoes and i sleep with them i literally sleep with them right and i say if i can sleep with them and i don't feel the shoe it's got to pass my sleep test and for one of the products i i called tushar and said sone mein maza nahi aa raha and he was bamboozled he said kya bol raha hai ye and then he called me and i told him this is the test right if it doesn't pass this it's not good enough and after having spent 8 months he told me that नहीं मजा आ रहा तो मत कर एंड वी शेल्फ दैट प्रोडक्ट वी डेंट लॉन्च इट सो इट्स इट्स दैट मैन सो दिस सम कॉस्ट फैलेसी एसोसिएटेड विद एट नाउ एट लीस्ट राइट एंड इट्स इट्स स्टिल देयर राइट आई थिंक वी टुडे वी हैव अ टन ऑफ रिसर्च एनालिस्ट राइट वी हैव फुटवेयर डिजाइनर्स दैट वर्क विद अस एंड इट्स अक्रॉस द बोर्ड द सेम वी से इफ यू डोंट फॉल इन लव विद व्हाट यू आर मेकिंग राइट देन लेट्स नॉट लॉन्च इट राइट बिकॉज़ इफ द इफ वी डोंट फॉल इन लव आवर कंज्यूमर्स आर नॉट गोना फॉल इन लव राइट एंड सिमिलरली If you can't believe that you can sell this product, yeah. then don't make it. Is your outlook towards scale uh, changing every six months? 
I think it changes every month for us, right? Because uh, after a point, I mean, you also start questioning, right? Like, now what? How do we how do we sustain the momentum? Yeah. And that's something, you know, our growth team, we as founders, right? We have a lot of discussions, right? Because what happens is when you start scaling so massively, then you start looking at uh, executions at larger play. You look at channel expansion. You look at you know geographic expansion. You look at audience expansion. And today, we go after uh, real challenges that we see within the footwear space. Now, people don't tell you this, right? Uh, but you've got to get extracted out. There are people who have walked up us and said, "I'm a banker. I love Neiman's, but I wear them outside work." Why can't you create a formal shoe which is as comfortable, right? There are moms who shop from us, say, our kids, you know, need durable and comfortable shoes, right? Look at the amount of pressure that kids have today. They've stopped going out. The games have become real. The iPads have replaced the, the outdoor activities. So moms want to give something to the kids. So this is a problem statement that we've picked up. We've picked up the formal market as a problem statement. We've picked up, you know, how walking is an activity which is done by a larger demographic. And we've solved that with our Relive Knit line, our Wool Jogger line. So we look at, you know, specific cohort trends and problem statements and then go after them. Yeah, and by by virtue of that, yeah, you're, you're acquiring a new customer Absolutely. base. You're trying to study them and, and while the existing retains and grows in, in, in some ways. Right, and this is what happens, right? Yeah. We, when we launched, we launched with All About Wool. We started spoke, speaking and about... And the fundamental remains the same. Correct. Yeah. And we said, we started with a product. And then always the thesis was evolved into a brand. Then we started talking about different technologies. We talk, started speaking about product features. When we launched our Relive line, right, which is made with plastic bottles, we made it the biggest story. We said, the moment somebody sees a plastic bottle anywhere, they should remember Neiman's. That's the kind of recall that we should have. And there are consumers after six months of research has said, I don't even remember that you have a wool shoe. So we, the wool shoe is take, it's, it's doing well. It has a user base. But the next material that we go after is made that much more bigger that it can sustain the push afterwards. Similarly, when we'll go after the next cohort, or the next problem statement, we'll make it that much more bigger and better, and then we go after a specific. That helps us drive scale, and also helps us attract new audience, right? Which is in itself gives you, increases your average order value, helps in rebuilding repeats, reduces your customer acquisition cost. This is all. This is all a mature brand at play, Correct. right? With with all the levers that that you can Today. work around. Yeah. Does. Uh, and we're sort of tapering towards uh, you more individually as, as how you deal with things. Uh, are you too anxious as a person, as an entrepreneur? I think initially I was, right? I want to do stuff real quick, right? You wanted to. I wanted to, right? And this was back in the day when I was looking at footwear, right? And as a consumer, I had understood the problem statement that I was going after. But you as want to when, solve that now. Correct. I wanted yeah. to do it, get it out in the market yeah. in six months. Right? But when I traveled to the footwear hubs, I saw the actual time it took to craft a product. Then I said, it's not about how soon you launch. 
it's not about how soon you execute it's about when you do it right the kind of impact that you're able to create and you settle down as a founder right you settle down your nerves right you learn yeah. with execution right you learn with your team i think there's a certain charisma that amar brings to the table yeah with in between both of us right he's the more saner the more calmer i'm the more excited i'm the mm -hmm. more let's do this let's do this let's do that right and i'll spend 15 hours in a day and i'll i'll create a strategy document saying let's go after this and it'll have 10 pointers then we'll cater down and say okay these are way too many focus areas let's channel down and focus at one but i think we as founders complement each other a lot in that way wherein uh, you know i go after the moon and then he gets me down saying okay relax relax and let's focus on this this is more realistic this, this is what is we can realistic. go after today yeah. right so and i think you've got to have that in your team right you got to have one who goes after the impossible and one who you know channels you down and says this is more realistic let's execute this this is a low hanging fruit let's do this let's save cost here so are there uh, are there some people individually who you look up to out like in 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 a work setup or you know from a work inspiration standpoint i think my dad right has uh, been somebody who i have uh, you know looked up to over the years right now he still tells us stories wherein he used to work during the day and used to you know go to college in the night right that's the kind of struggle that you know our parents have evolved from right for us to be able to Absolutely take these leaps do, yeah right and uh, i remember when i had gotten my first job and i was away from home i used to write emails to my dad right and i used to write my daily journals as emails saying this is what i've done today this is who so i met so that he he knows he what knows it, what his right? son is doing and, yeah and and uh, the amount of conversations that we still have on a daily basis he tells me okay this is wrong you know you shouldn't be doing this with his accounts background with his financial background it's it's again a, a very different mindset that he has right and we but i think it's about taking that advice and learning from him so i think we both me and amar you know look up to him on what he's achieved how he've how he's raised us and hence we've named our brand on our parents right and goes back to our family values as to giving back to them right this is this is the indian origin speaking in some way right like as international as a brand would want to be to be honest like there is a route to it there is there is right i think there are uh, you know no matter you know how i've stayed away from the uh, from india for about a decade has I've it been, gotten you closer to home it is in a way right and i think in fact it had brought me back to india every 6 months i used to i started spending a lot of time with my family with my and of course i'm very close to my brothers right and that way we used to plan a lot of trips together you know we used to pick a country a year and say let's go to this country and and spend time here so that we have no noise right we we spend as much time together and that's where a lot of brainstorming happened over the years right from 2012 2013 i used to call amar saying this is an idea that i've studied right this is the market let's do this in india right let's do that right and we used to we've we've researched so on several things so that whole ideas. thing the bug of entrepreneurship yeah, was there is it was always there right the first yeah. day that i started working in it sector i said okay this is outsourcing why the hell i can't do this yeah. right yeah. If, and if, everything you look at there is a, there's a business associated correct, to it right, right? Yeah. if somebody can have me being paid at 10 times and 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 then why i why can't i do that as a business right so i why do i work for someone else it was always there yeah. right i think uh, and that's something in founders and entrepreneurs right 
it is about uh, creating something meaningful and that apprehension saying i can build this at a at a larger scale that's what gets you to start your own business right and that's how we also started looking at neemans interesting parting thoughts right so uh there's a great brand story there's a great founder story right and there's there's a road to scale what is the one thing outside of work that 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 lets you sleep well at night so i think uh, when i hear my my first kid right he's 6 year old he comes to work twice a week he's 6 years old and correct. he comes to work twice a week correct okay and when i hear the insights that he has when i hear his uh, his mindset it's fabulous right and i that gives me a lot of uh, you know a lot of sense of delight that my kid is talking about entrepreneurship he talks about building business at scale he talks about consumers he comes up to me and says i went to my principal today and i told them that i'm from neemans and you got to have all the kids and he said i'm from neemans. neemans yeah yeah and and he's actually come up to me and said dad you have to come to my school you got to pitch there are about 500 kids in our school i don't want them to be wearing nike's or adidas the world why can't we make shoes for them he comes on a saturday he walks up to my design team and says you guys take too long too long to decide to launch you've done wool you've done recycled plastic bottle you've done cotton what are you doing why you can't you take him on the camera no you should put him on the camera in your next ad i feel <laughs> now i want to in fact in one of our photo shoots with uh, sunny koshali was there he was talking to the actor you know he was asking him feedback as to how does how does he like the product so when i see that i'm saying i want to breed a culture of entrepreneurship right i do not want to breed a culture of saying go work for somebody else you got to have an idea if you're creating a problem which is large enough to be solved imagine how big a product you can create now what i tell my kid is if you go after a problem where everybody would give you a dollar and if that problem appeals to a billion people you've made a billion dollar business and that's what entrepreneurship is about right if you can large if you can solve a larger problem you made a difference in so many people's lives yeah 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 i think this is something that i sleep uh, i no matter what time i come home he waits for me he he discusses with me on how my day was at work he asks me what new did you do in fact this is what he asked me right how much time do you spend on investor pitches he questions I'm, I'm finding me it difficult <laughs> to believe he's 6 years but no, <laughs> very is, interesting yeah, i think we got to get him in front of the camera but he yeah. is, he is one of those guys he'll become like a star kid <laughs> interesting